Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hey. Uh, the closer of the two games this week for real. Ohio State 54, Iowa 10. Yeah. So I felt like Iowa's defense started the game exactly how Iowa needed it to start to make this game competitive. They got that strip sack, that scoop and score. Which, by the way, C.J. Stroud went like three or four yards in oh, the air. he went flying. Oh, my god! I was like, no wonder he fumbled it. Yeah. Yeah, so that was on Ohio State's second drive, which their first drive, they went technically went three and out, but because of the interception, they got a field goal. So that, that made it 7-3 off the bat. But Ohio State responded exactly how great teams should and just a great offensive drive, drove right down the field, only facing two third downs. One was a third and one, one was third and goal from the two. And they scored a touchdown easily. And so they really struggled to get the offense going other than that mm-hmm. in the first half. And on that second, on that drive where they drove down and scored a touchdown, I thought they were going to listen to me. Like in what I said was establish the run game because Iowa's defense is better at defending the pass than the run. And um, they ran the ball six of the ten plays for six yards of carry, including the two-yard touchdown. Um and they still still had six yards of carry with that two yards on that touchdown. That might have been more if it on was on that drive. You're saying? Yeah, yeah, on that drive, and and then it seemed like they kind of abandoned it and um, never really had a run game the rest of the game. Um, Ohio State's defense played lights out, which you would expect against Iowa, one of the worst offenses ever. <laughs> <laughs> they gave up one scoring drive the whole game that resulted in a field goal after really a questionable pass interference call on third down early in the drive. Um, they forced they forced six turnovers, which isn't some fluke like some Michigan fans implied. Yeah, it was a bad offense and maybe one of the worst offenses ever, like I said. But they only had seven turnovers coming into the game. Almost doubled their turnover. Yeah, I mean, part of, like the bobbled snap when they finally switched. Yeah, which I I texted you during the game, the quote from Brian Ferentz where he said. They, they said, what's the downside in putting in Alex Padilla? And he said, what's the upside? And then I was like, so I posted yeah. that. Then they put him in, and he fumbled the first snap. And then they hand it off, and then he throws a pick. And yeah. I was like, that's okay. I brought that up. I, I, say, I think Brian Ferentz was right about gracious. not mentioning Petrus. How, how, how can you be in the Big Ten and have a quarterback room this bad? Yeah, I don't know. Goodness. It really doesn't make sense. Yeah. Literally, it doesn't make any sense. Um. But Ohio State's How do you offense, not go after a grad transfer? Right. I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason that their quarterbacks are so bad is because their offensive line hasn't been good all season. And um, But anyway, Ohio State's offense didn't score a touchdown, or only scored one touchdown in the first 10 possessions, mm-hmm. but still ended up scoring more points than Kirk Ferentz has ever allowed at Iowa. It's crazy. Pretty impressive. They scored... Um, four touchdowns in the second half compared to one in the first half offensively. They had the pick six at the end of the right. half. Um, I saw some Michigan fans complaining about Ohio State leaving the starters in decently late in the game with a big lead. Mm-hmm. But I think it's smart because it's not every game that Ohio State plays a defense like Iowa's where it's – I mean, they haven't played a ton of really good offenses, but it's one of the best in the country uh, either way and they don't really play a lot of teams with that good of a defense. So I think it was smart, especially a game that Stroud struggled at times to keep him in and let him get some more confidence and make more plays against a tough defense. And, like, um, I think it was Ryan Day said something about they, they struggled to figure out um, the defense for three quarters, and then 
they scored a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter other than Ben Stroud, so I think it made sense to keep him in. He threw a pick right at the beginning of the second half, yeah, which was actually dropped, but it was never reviewed. But either way, I mean, it was a bad throw. Um, after that, he threw nine straight nine straight completions, including three touchdown passes, so it was pretty cool to see him bounce back like that. Um, like I said, Ohio State scored 54 points, and Iowa had given up only 59 all season in their previous six games combined. That's pretty impressive. Um, Ohio State's offense by did not by any means have their best game. I even saw someone say if Iowa had a less than decent quarterback, this might have been you that said that, that the game would be way different. Maybe. Yeah. I think <laughs> like actually less... that was a tweet that I shared. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but scoring 47 points, offensive points, on a top three defense nationally is not something – easy to come by. Ohio State's offense scored five touchdowns, and Iowa's defense had given up five touchdowns all season. Yeah. I mean, I think the difference would have been in the first half when Ohio State was struggling if Iowa was able to even just move the ball so Ohio State couldn't go three and out into a field goal yeah. like three or four times, whatever it was. Then maybe the game, the second half, looks a little different. But Yeah. I know... I talk bringing this up pretty often that transitive transitive property. I know that yeah. I always like to establish that before I say some stuff, but it does not work for college football. And I get Ohio State played Iowa at home opposed to playing at Kinnick, but Ohio State had twenty six points at halftime compared to Michigan's twenty seven in the whole game against Iowa, and this wasn't a great output offensively by Ohio State at all. But they still had more total yards than Michigan. And also, you don't force six turnovers on accident. Ohio State held Iowa to 165 less passing yards and half the amount of first downs Michigan did against Iowa. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that can be explained by just the the mindset going in where Michigan was like, we're going to run the ball, we're going to just score once or twice, and then basically make them score. Where Ohio State did leave their starters in and were throwing the ball late. And whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, they some, saw 26 at halftime. Well, yeah. Some of it was uh, Iowa didn't turn the ball over, which I'm not taking anything away from. Well, I'm not taking everything away from Ohio State. But uh, things like the fumbled snap, th- yeah. things like putting, feeling like you have to put in Alex Padilla and having him be Alex Padilla. Uh, but um, Spencer Petrus. I think was more careful with the ball against Michigan. It was a lower possession game against Michigan. I don't know. Like I, I'm not, was, I'm not worried about that. He was more careful with the ball, but he threw more against Michigan. Completed the ball at a way higher rate. Michigan played prevent. They played a different defense. They were just letting them take clock. Why would they play prevent against Iowa? Because they knew they weren't going to score. Um, like they were, they were backing off the receivers. Once Michigan went up, especially the last touchdown drive, Michigan backed way up, and they were yeah. throwing short pass, short pass, short pass, and they just didn't care. Ohio State gave up one drive the whole game, more than 40 yards, and it was 44 yards, and mm-hmm. that was after the bullcrap pass interference call early in the drive. Michigan had gave up four drives of 40-plus more, yard, more yards, and they had less drives against Michigan than they did against Ohio State. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Just, just some stats. Yeah. So I, I texted you on Saturday and just said Stroud being in and scoring with eight minutes left, up forty-seven ten is why I say Ryan Day runs the score up more than other coaches. Honestly, 
while Ryan Day does do this on the regular, I wouldn't be surprised if it was to try to get Stroud's confidence back up after he was a little shaky in the first half. Um, There was that pick that he threw, and he – like, he looked like I would not want my starting quarterback to look. When he – he looked like rattled almost in his self-confidence. Maybe not. Maybe that's just the way I took it. But whatever. They left him in. I don't think it's a big deal when they leave the starters in. I just think it's interesting to point out. They're like, we're going to try to get him the Heisman. Where Jim Harbaugh's like, all right, pack it up. We're going home. Yeah. Just differences of I philosophy. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily think it's about winning, winning him the Heisman. I think it's, especially this game, like... Like I said, Iowa's got one of the best defenses in the country. Like, if you get as many reps against that defense as you can with with your star quarterback, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? Get that, I, I understand get that, that experience against a really good defense. I also, most of the time, C.J. Stroud is in, like, he doesn't come out at halftime. Against MSU, he has a couple times. It's a little different because they're trying to play against good defenses, like you were saying, against yeah. Iowa. I yeah. don't know, whatever. Um, but So in the first half, I do think if Iowa even has a Peyton Thorne-level quarterback, it's way tighter at halftime. Iowa could have <laughs> even had the lead. I know your head just exploded because you don't know whether you should say Ohio State should still would have won by 44 or if Peyton Thorne elevates Iowa to Big Ten champion. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways, post Notre Dame, this was as much adversity as Ohio State had faced yeah. all season. So it would have been interesting if they actually would have had to overcome something. But Iowa's offense is just too bad, too consistently for it to have even been a real problem. Yeah. But so in the first half, Ohio State did. You mentioned it. The one 10 play, 75 yard touchdown drive. But outside of that, they went one yard on a drive. Fumbled for a touchdown, four yards, 17 yards, 22 yards, 24 yards, and then they went in uh, to halftime up 26 to 10 because of how complete and utter stinky ass the Iowa offense is. Yeah. Like, there's no other way to put it. That's as clean as I can say, describe the Iowa offense. But in six games, Iowa had s- seven turnovers. And they had six turnovers in this game. I, I get the fumbled snap is a bit of a fluke, but other than that, like you can't just discredit Ohio State's defense. There's still part of the team. I'm not discrediting their defense. Plays. I'm saying what is going on with their offense? That they were going three and out, but the three and out ended up in field goals because of how terrible the Iowa offense is. How many how many three and outs did they have that ended in a field goal? Uh, at least three in the first half. I think they three, went three and outs that ended in field goals. Yeah. They, they had, okay, so they had the 75-yard drive. They had a one-yard drive, a fumble, a four-yard drive, a 17-yard drive, a 22-yard drive, and a 24-yard drive. And they had three field goals in the first half, or four field goals four in the first half. Goals. So the one was after the Even if drive. they get one or two first downs, if you gain 22, that's not Ohio State offense to get 22 right. yards in a drive, 24 yards, your second best drive of the half. That's all I'm saying. If yeah. Iowa gets a first down and then punts the ball, See, like their Iowa's offense was so bad that Ohio State's defense they did they capitalized they did great. I, Ohio State's offense is what had my eyes open in the first half that they couldn't hardly move the ball. I get that yeah. Iowa's defense is really good, but that's not Ohio State. 
Yeah, but then, but then they figured it out in the second half and had some great drives. This, this Saturday against Penn State is probably the last chance for true adversity for them until the game. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, like it, we probably won't see it until the last Saturday in November, honestly. Like any chance for adversity. I don't think they're going to struggle much. We'll get more to that later. Yeah. But the scores were way different, but I did come across something interesting on Sunday. So Michigan played Iowa at Kinnick. You mentioned that. Ohio yep. State played Iowa in the toilet bowl. <laughs> Fourth quarter, Michigan was content literally running the clock out and punting because they would run, run, pass if it was a third and long run, if it was a third and medium to short, and then punt because Iowa was struggling to move the ball. While Ohio State, like we both said, kept Stroud in, maybe to pad his stats, maybe to give him reps against a better competition, but it also, I think, tried to make the win look more impressive than it actually was, maybe – for when they lose to Michigan to try to give them a shot still <laughs> yeah. uh, at the playoff. But the interesting thing is that through three quarters, because that's like we can agree through three quarters, both teams were actually still playing. It was still relatively close, whatever. The Ohio State-Iowa game? Ohio State-Iowa and Michigan-Iowa. After three quarters? Yeah, through three quarters. I Ohio State was, was starting to blow them out. But was, you're not going to bench. It was what, 36 to 10? Ryan Day is not going to bench C.J. Stroud no. in the third quarter. It was forty. It was forty to ten at the end of the third quarter. That's fine. So that's a that's a game. Okay, great. Stay, stick with that. The interesting thing is through three quarters, Michigan's offense averaged five point two yards per play. Ohio State averaged four point five. Something to keep an eye on, though, is that Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams only averaged two point seven yards per carry in this game on twenty one combined carries. So this was probably six the, of the twenty-one were on that one drive, and then they just abandoned the run altogether. Like, well, Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson apparently abandoned the run because they averaged six yards of carry on that drive and then finished at two point seven. Yeah, but this is probably their worst game of the year, especially if you take out that drive, which I'm not advocating. But <laughs> it's also the first decent run defense they've played, right? Not sure. So just so, it? it's just something to keep an eye on. Is it? What, Notre Dame? I don't know. I'm just curious. Like You're just, just going to say the claim without the stat. Well, I've been looking at the rest of their schedule. Yeah, I am just going to say that. Uh, it's okay. just something to keep an eye on. This week against Penn State could tell us something either way about the run game. I'm not saying the run game sucks. I'm saying averaging 2.7 yards per carry on 21 carries could be a red flag. I'm not saying yeah. it is. I'm saying it could be. It's hard to gauge because of who they've played. That's all. Yeah, I don't. You're kind of nitpicking stats there, but like all of their running attempts is nitpicking stats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do have something to bring up about Michigan. So Ohio State is going into the Penn State game. Uh, I Spencer Peters almost had 250 yards against Michigan. That's fine. Zero interceptions. Yeah. He tied his highest touchdown total all season against Michigan. Yeah. And he had his highest completion. What's that have to do with Mayan Williams not being able to run the ball? I don't ball? know. I'm just saying you're, you're pointing out red flags there, but they could just point red flags out. Like, if, if Spencer Petrus is going to throw for 250 yards against Michigan, how many yards is C.J. Stroud going to throw yeah, against Michigan? Yeah, I don't think it, it uh, correlates there. Okay. <laughs> because, like I said, Michigan was backing off when Petrus got a lot of his yards. Why, had, why would they back off? To let the clock run. They weren't Because they don't try to pad stats and – Try to pad do that. stats. Yeah, they don't they don't throw the ball up late like that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but speaking of Penn State, I didn't mention 
last week how Michigan held Sean Clifford to the worst QBR of his entire career when they played, which they did. And then against Minnesota, he passed Trace McSorley for the most games with four passing touchdowns in Penn State history. But also, it took one of the better Big Ten running backs in Mo Ibrahim 30 carries to reach 102 yards at 3.4 yards per carry. Minnesota, as a team, was a little better because of their backup QB scrambling a bit, but they still only gained 165 yards at 3.6 yards per carry. Just a reminder, Michigan against Penn State ran for 418 yards at 7.6 yards per carry, and the least efficient runner of the day for Michigan was their third string running back who ran for 5.5 yards per carry. Just saying, even with some people mentioning Blake Corum as a potential Heisman candidate, could we be underestimating Michigan's O-line and rushing attack? Just something to think about. Yeah, I mean, maybe Penn State had a few more guys in the box against Minnesota than they did against Michigan. Maybe they did. Maybe it wouldn't have mattered. (laughs) Uh, Scarlett and May's pick standings. We had two games that we disagreed on, and we split them again. So we both went 7-1. and Uh, we didn't do the bonus point for game of the week. We did three, yeah. uh, three games of the week and we all had the same picks. So yeah. whatever. So I'm at 69 and 13, basically 77%. You're at 65 and 16, basically 80%. So we'll see. We're coming down the home stretch here. Hopefully I can make up a few games. Yeah. <laughs> we had one viewer question this week and it just said updated college football predict playoff predictions. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, I set it up. I had, I have. Okay. I'll go first. All right. I had Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, and somebody else. <laughs> USC. I yeah. have. I have now Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, and a second SEC team. Because here's why. Here's what I think will happen. Georgia beats Tennessee. Alabama has zero actual quality wins, but makes it back to the SEC championship game. If Alabama wins, them and Georgia are back in the playoff. If Alabama loses, Georgia and one lost Tennessee, who lost to Georgia, are back in it. And then Clemson. So officially, I'll say Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, Tennessee. Okay. I have, I had Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, than another team that is worse than USC, Baylor. Um, I have now Georgia, which uh, the SEC is so tough to me because, like, I really could see Tennessee, like, if that offense gets going, I could see them beating Georgia at Georgia. But my gut tells me that they won't and Georgia should win. I mean, Georgia struggled suck? at when times. When Tennessee beats Georgia, Alabama beats Tennessee – there's three one-loss teams in the SEC, and it's those three teams and then whoever wins the game yeah. in the playoff. So I have Georgia. Yeah. I have Ohio State. And then I have Tennessee. I have Tennessee winning out and then putting Tennessee in over Alabama. Obviously, they should. Yeah. And the fourth team I have in is Michigan. I think Clemson finds a way to drop a game. I don't think TCU will go undefeated. I, like the, it'll, be, it'll play out as these four teams – are the four best teams, and Ohio State and Georgia will be undefeated, and Tennessee and Michigan will get in with one loss. So then I wonder if they would go SEC Big Ten, SEC Big Ten, or SEC rematch, Big Ten rematch. I would hope so that they would go SEC Big Ten, SEC Big Ten, because that would mean most likely Ohio State against Tennessee, and that would be super fun to watch, Yeah, those offenses. Uh, I don't have any Big Ten takeaways. What do you got? Um, 
this isn't so much of a Big Ten takeaway, but I think I think Illinois. I'm already gonna say one of my picks, but I think Illinois will lose this weekend, putting guess who in share for first place of the Big Ten West. Who? Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Illinois gets it done on the road against the Cornhuskers this weekend, and Nebraska plays themselves into a share for first place. It could happen. There yeah. is still a possibility that all seven teams tie the yeah. Big Ten West. Yeah. That would be fun. And then if that happens, Northwestern could have a losing record and go to the Big Ten Championship game. That would be crazy. They could win the Big Ten West, lose the Big Ten Championship game, and not make a bowl. That's crazy. Wow. So, rapid-fire turnpile <laughs> picks. Rutgers at Minnesota. 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 Illinois at Nebraska. I actually have Nebraska, too. Wow. Yep. Northwestern at Iowa. Iowa. So far, for the record, I've gone home team, home team, home team. Me, too. Iowa. That's fun. Yeah. Varsity. We have one varsity game and then the game of the week. Yeah. The one is Michigan State at Michigan. After this game, Zach, Michigan State fans are going to want to talk about basketball season, even though it doesn't start for a couple weeks. <laughs> so I'll still be nice and accommodate them with some basketball talk. So Michigan State basketball brings in a walk-on. They ended up giving a scholarship to because they had nine scholarship players coming into basketball. So now they're at 10. Wow. Technically. Uh, he's a 6'11", 230-pound freshman named Carson Cooper, who is on the B squad at IMG Academy. Just think that's fun. Uh, a wow. 6'9 freshman named Jackson Kohler to go along with 6'9", 220-pound wing center forward Joey Hauser that sucks at everything. And a 6'9 foul machine, Madi Sissoko. Hunter Dickinson is 7'1", 260, and has an actual documented skill. Yeah. That's fun. That's fair. What will be worse, watching Michigan State get what's coming to them on Saturday or watching Michigan State trying to do anything against Hunter Dickinson in the paint a minimum in a minimum of two games this year they play twice sometimes they only play once they play twice and hunter dickinson is gonna make uh yeah make his nil money yeah so uh, who you got they counted on jalen Berger to replace kenneth walker aka their running back who's not as good as blake corum and he has jalen Berger, the running back that got beat out by a 17 year old okay he has 367 yards so far Wow. The problem with that is that 237 of those yards came in their two games against Western Michigan and Akron. Wow. Jalen Berger is averaging 2.76 yards per carry against Power 5 defenses. That's great. Here are two quotes from two different coaches, okay? Here's one. I don't think we played as well as we can. I don't think we executed as well. And that always comes back to me first as a coach. Here's the other quote, Zach. When we turn on the film, it's going to be a lack of execution, offense, defense, and special teams. Do you know who said the first quote? Um, Jim Harbaugh. Brady Hoke. Oh. The second <laughs> quote, he said that on his way to his last season in which he went 5-7. and seven. Wow. Again, the quote is, I don't think we played as well as we can. I don't think we executed as well. Oh. And that always comes back to me first as a coach. Mel Tucker is the one who said the second quote on his way to a 4-8 and eight or 5-7 and seven at best season. When we turn on the film, it's going to be lack of execution, offense, defense, and special teams. The only difference between these quotes is that Brady Hoke took ownership there and Mel Tucker threw his entire team under his Lambo or whatever car he's posing with this week. <laughs> Unless we can count Mel Tucker calling himself a horse 
football coach a few weeks ago, <laughs> him taking ownership for the entire season and state of Michigan State football. Got yourself a prouder but less effective Brady Hoke, MSU. Well done. At least he takes pictures with dogs for no reason, at least, right? After Saturday, Zach, <laughs> Michigan State is going to be licking their wounds while hoping for an upset of Illinois for a realistic shot at the Little Caesars Bowl. That's amazing. That's the best case scenario for this team. If they lose to Illinois, coming off losing their Super Bowl, so you have to think, like, sometimes there's a trap game, sometimes there's a hangover game. They're about to get destroyed in their Super Bowl and then have to play a resurgent Illinois team to win. And if they lose to Illinois, they have to win at Penn State the last game of the year to make a bowl. Not a good bowl, a bowl. Wow. I understand what happened in the COVID year made Mel Tucker beloved by the Michigan State faithful, even though Michigan State finished 2-5 and five and was technically behind Michigan in the standings that year. Because and then didn't play Ohio State. last year made him even more popular. It made him so popular that he made and sold his own NFT, and he's basically Nick Saban to this fan base, <laughs> right? Uh Basically because of Kenneth Walker took advantage of an officially incorrect call and review that altered the game, even though Michigan State again finished behind Michigan in the standings while Michigan won the Big Ten and went to the college football playoff and actually scored, by the way, in the college football playoff, something Michigan State didn't do. You want a trophy uh, for scoring in the playoff? I want a trophy for the Big Ten championship that they won, yeah. There you go. But in recent history, if this game isn't close, it's Michigan Winning. It's going to be a blowout. I hope Old Harbaugh comes out full of piss and vinegar and runs the score up. Uh, I think Michigan wins this game by 30-plus. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned the run game early on, how awful it's been. I saw that in a press conference this week, Harbaugh praised MSU's ability to run the ball. I saw, actually, a Michigan State fan quote retweeted that and said, proof that Harbaugh hasn't started watching film yet. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. And then, uh, So, do you think he's being sarcastic? Because MSU's rush defense is, I mean, rush offense is 116th nationally. Yeah, I don't think that he is being sarcastic. I think that he is more try doing the thing that coaches say that they try to do to get them to take every opponent respectfully. Okay. Basically. Yeah. Um. So I know you're not a fan of Peyton Thorne. What do you mean? I love Peyton Thorne. But we can at least agree that he's better than Spencer Petrus, right? Yeah. Petrus was four yards shy of 250 passing yards, like I said, against Michigan, mm -hmm. completing his highest percentage completion percentage all season and tying the most passing touchdowns he's had in a single game all year. Mm -hmm. But even if Thorne is just a little better than Petrus, I think MSU has a shot to throw the ball on the Wolverines, especially if Harbaugh thinks he needs to worry about the run game. May I be crazy? Am I crazy? I, I think you're crazy. I mean, yeah. so... I feel I think, like saying pulling a Joel Klatt and say telling me you haven't watched Michigan without telling me you haven't watched. Michigan. I I think we established that when I picked Michigan State to beat Wisconsin a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and then I proceeded to turn around and pick Wisconsin over a hot Purdue team that they just trashed them. I was like that. I think I established that I was crazy then. Yeah. But while both of those were right, were they not? They were. So that is why this week I'm going with the Wolverines because I already picked Nebraska over Illinois as my crazy <laughs> pick of the week. That <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I was going to make up one of my points on this game. No, uh, no Michigan's, Michigan's secondary is fine. Jaden Reed is very good, and I think that he could score. I think yeah. if Michigan State wins, he's going to have to have a Braylon Edwards-type game yeah. that Braylon would have against Michigan State. But, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, not super worried, but just a little worried. 
The only thing that worries me is the PTSD I've experienced from coming into this game with uh, a lot of confidence. How? But this. It's, how it's awful, not going to happen. How awful would it be if Michigan State would win? Like, how would like? Tell me your. It's it's hard to say because one hundred percent. For real, when any Michigan State fan tries to talk trash to me about last year, I just say, good, I'm glad we're both happy with last year. You won your Super Bowl, yeah. Michigan won the conference and went to the playoff. So that's your goal, you don't want to win a national championship? I'm saying I'm happier with the result than they are. Michigan had a better season than Michigan State, even though Michigan State won that one game. Michigan yeah. State won their bowl game. It doesn't matter. We've been over that like eight thousand times. <laughs> no, you're right. Matter. The quick lane bowl or whatever bowl they were in mattered. They were they were, they the were in a good bowl. bowl. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Against a backup quarterback without their star running back, because even the players know that the games don't matter. I'd love it if Michigan State won this game. Game they of the week: though. Ohio State <laughs> at Penn State. It's a yeah. noon whiteout. <laughs> it's not a whiteout, but. <laughs> It's funny that it, it, they decided to pick Minnesota for the whiteout, and then I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, am I going first? You going first? You go first. All right. So Ohio State has won nine of the last ten matchups against Penn State. The one coming on that black, that blocked field goal. Um, but Ohio State has not surprisingly, with how good their offense has been since Urban Meyer's been there, they have not scored over forty points on them since twenty thirteen. I think this is the year they do it. Penn State ranks 49th in total offense and outside the top 50 in total defense. I don't think this Penn State team matches up with Ohio State to score enough points or to make enough stops for it to even be close. I mean, to be fair, they were ranked way higher in rush defense before Michigan just opened them up wide. Yeah. Well, they're not even top 50 in total defense. Yeah. Like, I, like Penn sure they've won all but the one game. But I just, I just don't think Penn State's that good. They went down to Auburn, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> One of the worst teams in the SEC. But. No, I do think it'll be – like th- I think that this is the best team that they've played, they will have played so far. Um, I also don't think <laughs> – I don't think Penn State is going to be able to score enough, even if the defense limits them. I don't, I don't see Penn State scoring more than 14 points because I – don't think their offense is that good. Yeah. I think their running backs are overrated. Uh, they had a lot of yards against some really bad yeah. teams. And then once they played a real team in Michigan, got completely shut down. Uh, I think Ohio State's defense is improved. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, I think they're improved to the point that they can shut down Penn State's offense. Uh, not a big... Uh, James Franklin guy, as I've said a billion times before. Yeah. But, no, I think Ohio State uh, wins. What was your spread? Oh, I didn't say. I didn't pick one. You you have to. Did you pick one? Yes. What's yours? It's in my head. All right. Well, how can I Ohio State you? picks first. I pick first for Michigan. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I think Ohio State wins 45 to 13. Okay. I think Michigan wins. Or Michigan. Yeah. I do think Michigan wins. I think Ohio State wins by 21. Okay. I, I, I've heard a lot about Penn State's corners. As a Michigan fan, I'm hopeful that uh, they provide some mud to slow down Ohio State's receivers. <laughs> Jackson, Jackson Smith Marvin Harrison Jr., by the way, needs to petition to enter the draft early. <laughs> yeah, he's ridiculous. He's back next year. Yeah, that's what I mean. He has to petition to go to the NFL. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like pull a Maurice, Maurice Claret. Yeah. yeah. He's wanna... probably doing something illegal, NCAA. 
<laughs> Things no one is talking about. What do you got? I got so Ohio State is first in the country in first downs allowed. Only giving up 11.9 per game. Last season, Ohio State gave up almost double that, giving up 21.3 first downs per game, ranking 71st. Tell me the defense isn't improved. No. I told you they're improved. Uh, My thing no one is talking about, there is one Chicago Bears quarterback ever to win in New England, Zach. I was wrong about Justin Fields. I'm just kidding. He sucks. But C.J. Stroud is definitely going to be worth the number one overall pick in the upcoming draft. He definitely won't be a bigger bust than Ryan Leaf. Jeez. Tweet of the week. Can we we talk about that for a second? Like, Ohio State has not had a series of quarterbacks that have been expected to translate to the NFL. Like, there's been two that have been drafted the first round in recent history. How'd they do? Neither of them were even top ten picks. Justin Fields is in his second year, and he's three and four, and just beat the best coach of all three time. Three and four? Oh, boy. Three and four in your second Pro year ball. is not horrible. <laughs> and their their offense has been better since they've let him throw the ball more and given him some design runs. So, okay. yeah. He's thrown one pick in the last four games. We'll see him teaching a class at Ohio State in three years. Okay. Yeah. Probably on how to be a, a great quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, the quarterbacks the quarterbacks before that, before, before Fields and Haskins, it was JT Barrett. Nobody expected him to be good in the NFL. It was Cardinal Jones. Nobody expected him to be good in the NFL. Braxton Miller already switched to wide receiver before he went to the NFL. What, what do you want? I want an Ohio State quarterback to do well in the NFL before they're anointed as the savior. But I have two tweets of the week, so I'll go, and then you can go, and then I'll go. Okay. This is from at Ben Scott Stevens. Best horror movies to watch this Halloween weekend <laughs> ranked. Number one, Nightmare on Elm Street. Two, Scream. Three, Northwestern versus Iowa. Four, Poltergeist. Five, Halloween. It is like, Iowa is definitely going to win this game like seven to five yeah. without an offensive touchdown okay, again, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe ten to five or I something. S- I think I saw, I'm pretty sure I saw that this is um, like on sports betting, it is the lowest under of all time. I wonder what it is. It's like 30 or something like that. That's it's too so, high. Yeah, it's way too high. <laughs> I'm about to put my life savings This is ridiculous. On. It will be interesting, though. Like, maybe Northwestern is so bad that Iowa's going to come out looking good Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe he'll throw as many passing yards against Northwestern as he threw against Michigan. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Uh, what do you got? So, yeah, my tweet of the week is from at Buckeye Fett. It's like Boba Fett, but Ohio State. Yeah, it's original. Um, his tweet is, his profile picture is pretty sweet, um, is congratulations to C.J. Stroud on breaking the Michigan single-season passing touchdown record again. I actually saw <laughs> I saw how many touchdowns he had, and I was like, I hope Zach doesn't see He's seven, seven games into the season, and he's already thrown more touchdowns. I mean, maybe because they run up the score and yeah. leave him in late throwing <laughs> when they're up by 40. Yeah, sure. Running fake punts just so that they can get him more reps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my second one is from Scott Bell. Uh, Big Ten schools ranked in both the AP football and hoops polls, Michigan and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Big Ten schools ranked in either the AP football or hoops polls, Ohio State, Indiana, Penn State. Big Ten schools that don't appear in either poll and should feel embarrassed, Michigan State and other bad programs. Wow. This is fun. Uh, I'm glad MSU fans are looking forward to basketball season. I'm glad they're going to be looking forward even more to basketball season. It's going to be a good time watching Tom Izzo just eat complete dog crap for 80 total minutes. Uh, just in that, in those two games. 
20 minutes a half, there's two games that they play. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was, I was figuring one game in my head. It's like 80 minutes. Well, next week we're going to talk <laughs> geography. This week it was math. <laughs> Until next week, go blue. Dude, go Buckeyes.